My name is Elisa Farr, and I am your hostess for this podcast. I'm a mama, a wife, bonus mom, friend, sister, daughter, a baker and a homemaker, a frequency artist and translator, a mystic, a wannabe artist, an occasional rebel, and always a curious explorer. I love the mundane, the mystical, and everything that is in between. So welcome to the Wide Range Podcast. Okay, we're recording. This is always the awkward stage for me because I'm never sure if it's going to, you know, catch something. <laughs> it shouldn't. <laughs> and this is how we're entering into this podcast. <laughs> what is, we'll talk about the energy of what this day is. In a few minutes. <laughs> okay. So welcome to the wide range podcast. Everyone It's Elisa, uh, the giggly version of myself this morning. And I am so excited to welcome Heather Ruth. <laughs> Uh, as I think I mentioned before in one of my reels, she is a vivacious soul who is a holistic life coach, a master numerologist. So I want to get into that because numbers are always uh, so curious to me. She is a Reiki practitioner, conscious guide, speaker, writer, mama bear, and wears all of the hats. So, um, so welcome Heather. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to connect. It is, it's been a wild, it's been a wild morning so far, wild week, actually. Yeah, it it has Um, been. It has been. been. And I don't think it matters. Um, yeah, I, I I taught, well, of course you and I are both in this like relatively same community. We don't live in exactly the same town, but lots of practitioners, um, in our circles and it doesn't matter what the practitioner what their system of practice might be, but everybody's like, there's a lot of fuckery out there right now. Um, and, uh, and so <laughs> let's talk about numerology and how that plays into, um, yeah. all of the, the things, but okay. So, um, I think one of the first things I want to ask you about with numerology for any of the listeners out there who aren't necessarily familiar with it, I'm kind of a numerology for dummies kind of girl. Like that's about as much as. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. um, So let's talk a little bit about numerology for anybody who's less familiar. Like what is it as a tool? Um, Mm -hmm. Just like the system of it. And, and once we get into that, if there's a variety of systems. Yeah. So, yeah. So as a tool, it's a really great tool. Like any type of personality test that we've ever really taken Um, Most of them are actually rooted in numerology, little do we know. So numerology has been around for a really, really long time, as long as the Egyptians have sort of been. So it's embedded in their system. Um, I work with two. So I work with the Pythagorean system, and that is a little bit more on the basic side of things. It's more relevant to your, your personality, the seasons that you're in and the influences that you work with in that. And then I work with the book of life which is the Egyptian numerological system, which is really about the contracts that we're here to live out in our lifetime. So it can actually tell us how we think, how we relate, 
the best things for us to take action. Like when we're trying to take action in something where we see blessings, if we actually see them, our accountability level, like you can utilize it for so much in our day, but it also corresponds with astrology, which is really cool. So the planets play a role with numerology. So they're not separate systems. They actually do work together, which is really cool. Well, and it's so interesting, right? Cause I was going to say, as you were talking and, and explaining it, I was like, oh yeah, no wonder this ties into numerology. I have had my numero, my, is it ruling number? Is that what it's yes. called? Okay. So I know life what my path. ruling, yeah. A life path number, a ruling number. Um, I think I've, I've heard it called both things. Um, and I know it's based on birth date. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe there's something, you know, if we were to deepen that, um, I don't know what we want to call it, but if we were to deepen into that ruling number, maybe our birth time plays into that. I don't know, but a little bit, but not too much. Okay. But, um, it's, it's just so interesting to me that there is like, how many systems are there? I'm, uh, you know, you're, you said you're working with two, but I work with two, there's quite a few, like there's okay. a lot of people that work with, um, well, not quite a few. They're all really rooted out of Pythag- Pythagoras. Okay. That's like the nuts and bolts of it. And then the Egyptian, um, one is a little bit different and that one utilizes when you hear me say today's energy of the day is like the nine of diamonds. It utilizes the playing deck of cards um, to indicate the contracts that are happening in this day on this on this particular date. So we all can experience each other's contracts in a daily form, but we also live it from our perspective. So that's a really right. big understanding that even in human design or mm-hmm. gene keys, there's a numerological essence to it. Anytime you put a number in there, you're putting the frequency of that number into play. Gotcha. So what's your ruling number? I'm a seven. Oh, me too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no wonder we get along really well. <laughs> and the sevens are usually, from what my experience, we kind of gravitate to each other. Like I, I feel. We can, hold, we can hold that frequency of conversation. We also see the world very differently. We have a very different perspective because I feel like we're already coming from this spiritual plane. Mm. Sevens are highly connected, highly spiritual numbers. We're drawn to this metaphysical. We're drawn to the spiritual world in such a different way, but also to translate it down here into the physical form. How can people live a, a life of combination of spirit and physicality? Right. The embodiment the embodiment of it. And the so like everything you talk about, I'm drawn to you because I'm like, yes, I see it. I hear it. I understand that perspective and that view. Right. Because there's bigger. And you know, it's so, it, as I, as I have been um, talking with more people that are going to be coming on, on the podcast as guests. Um, I mean, even through the years of, of my practice and research and all of the different things, what I always find so interesting is that it doesn't matter what, okay, so we just do the, I just do the audio recordings, but I, one day maybe there'll be video, but like air quotes, I'm doing air quotes right now that you can't see me <laughs> as I preface that. But what the, these systems that we have are so intertwined. 100%. Right? Like it's, yeah. it's there, you can't, um, you know, I mean, even I just finished publishing just a very simple guide to the energy centers. Mm-hmm. And it was like, as I was doing this, this little intro of, of this system, 
thinking to myself, oh my gosh, where do you stop? Because it's so intertwined with all of the other systems. And with astrology, years ago, I did an alchemy um, uh, dive with a beautiful indigenous teacher um, who just was so full of amazing wisdom. And and it was like, yeah, the the numerology, the planets, the plants, <laughs> the yeah you know, the energy set, like all of it is all completely interwoven into yes, individual systems, but they create this tapestry. And going back to what you said, like it's embed, like a numerology is embedded in all of these different systems. And if anybody out there has been studying the gene keys or human design, you know, even if human design, it's like, oh, there's a lot of astrology in this. Oh, there's a lot of, you know, numerology in this. So, um, it feels very much like, you know, I mean, even if you think about the way that, um, uh, you know, coding happens in a computer, it's all numbers, right? Everything is numbers. Everything, Everything is frequency, numbers. right? Everything so in this universe is numbers. Yeah. And so I always come from a perspective of frequency, right? That's where my brain is kind of geared to is, is the, the frequency of things. Cause I work with sound and Yet at the same time, the basis of that is in numbers, right? Yeah. Look and at the look at notes in music. Mm -hmm. A, G, B, those are frequencies too. Yeah. And they hold a tone. And so the numbers hold that tone. Yeah. It's just, it's so incredible to me. So I, <laughs> my mind is like, oh yeah, going yeah. crazy. So because... a seven holds the tone of trust. Ah. Uh the like and so this year so let's like we're going to speak like in that terms of it this whole year from january 1st to december 31st is under the element of the seven the frequency of the seven is really potent on this planet right now and it's trying to get people to trust themselves take mm -hmm. some leaps of faith in the things that they're believing in and really coming into truth of who they are and that's what we do naturally that's what you do with sound. You allow people to like really feel the vibration of their body. That's a physical feeling, mm -hmm. right? So a seven is a very physical number as well. It's on the physical plane of existence. If you right. want to look at it in that way. And then you also, it's one of those highly spiritual numbers because it's always been a part of the cycle of life. Seven year cycles. We've heard about this. The lucky seven. The lucky seven. A lot of that aspect. And so there's a lot tied into it. The more you kind of dive in there, astrology has always played a role. I mean, Galileo and Pythagoras did not discover this out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. They had to make measurements and look at things. And that's when they Pythagoras started to see that numbers had vibration. Right. And that he's very tied into sound frequency as well. Right. Exactly. So it it makes it makes a lot of sense. But so the, the question I kind of, you know, how did you get pulled into being like, when you discovered numerology yeah, and get pulled into that? Like, how did that come about for you? Well, that was sort of um, a part of my dark night of the soul journey. So I was dealing Wait, with a lot of my own trauma. You've had one of those? <laughs> one of those. Or more than one, maybe? A few. I've had many, I think. But it was really in my time of transition. So I was in a time of transition from motherhood. I was in a transition within my business and things were just not feeling good. And all this old trauma started from my body started to come up. And I was 
not feeling good. I was uncomfortable. I have so deep in depression that, you know, I actually don't have time memory of Mm. certain pieces of my kids childhood because I was so wrapped up in this non-worthiness of my trauma and um, a sexual abuse started to come up and it was starting to affect how I related to people, how I related to my kids and how I was ultimately relating to myself Mm. in the world. And numerology just started to shed a little bit of a light. So I kind of would say it was like that light at the end of the darkest tunnel that you've ever gone through. Mm-hmm. And it was a golden thread, if, if anything, that kept me tethered here because I kept seeing glimpses of myself. Oh, you're a natural teacher. Oh, and then you would look back, you would reflect on things that you did and went, well, yeah, I've been teaching my whole entire life. Like even in my banking career, I was the person that taught all the tellers how to do their job. And so you start to see these little sort of anchor points within it. And then the part that really got me, that really helped me understand that I chose this journey. And that's what numerology allowed for me was this level of acceptance that I had all the choices I had made up to this point were actually within my frequency realm. Mm. Because I was here for these, I could always feel I was here for something bigger here to learn about this and how to embody it as not a must do in life but a guide this is my guiding light back to myself so like the lighthouse essentially and that's how I see numerology to help people with traumas is it's the lighthouse back to who you are in your purest essence Mm. of like your full embodiment soul body mind all of it that's beautiful Yeah. And that's how I got sucked in because I just kept seeing myself and I was like, wow, I want to, I want to see more of that. I want to experience more of me. And it was just like, really, everything started to change. I started losing weight. I, my suicidal thoughts started to like leave. I could feel more of this leadership of myself standing strong. And I'm 46 year old, but I a hundred percent do not believe my soul is this old and I feel really young all the time. Is that a seven thing? It might be. Because I always, I, I, yeah, I'm always like, yep, yeah, well, I'll be turning 49 this year. And I often, well, I think the words of my grandmother ring in my head all the time where she would say, I look past, I walk past the mirror and I look at myself and I just think, holy shit, who's that old lady looking back at me? Because she felt young. Yeah. And I, and I feel young. <laughs> And you are though, your energetics is young. And I think that is kind of seven. Like okay. even my son said, he's like, you're not like the other moms." And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you wrestle with me. Like legit, he jumps on my bed. And next thing you know, like I'm bear wrestling him. And he's like, I don't think other moms do that. But it is that youthful joyfulness within mm. ourselves, right? And that's what I think numerology planted back into me. Mm. It removed time. Mm. fascinating and so time becomes well it is an illusion so it, mm-hmm. it really became illusory for me that's beautiful and, pre- and when you can lose track of time as I often say um it's when you're in your zone and you're present right like, that's when you can be really present absolutely and that's what numerology allows and really opens up is that deeper presence with self um, especially when we're working with the book of life, 
the, um, your birth chart grid, like the things you're here to do, um, and really can see yourself through that contract and understanding, like, I know I'm a six of diamonds and I'm here to help people understand and see their value in the world. Mm. But I had to see mine first. Interesting. I think I had that done and I can't remember. I was a queen of, I was either a queen of spades or a queen of clubs or something like that. Um, there was a queen something. There's a queen but something. Queen something. <laughs> What's your date of birth? Oh, oh, here. Okay, here we go, listeners. Um, I'm August fourteenth, nineteen seventy four. But okay. so you are a queen of clubs. Queen of clubs. Yeah. So you're yeah. the nurturer of knowledge. <laughs> That's See what you do for a living. What's that? All the things that you're doing in your life. So you're like yeah. that nurturer of knowledge, really understanding that the power that comes from within me is the wisdom and the knowledge that I have. And you allow that in the conversations and the things that you're sharing, all of that's coming from you. It's not coming from 8 million books that you read or somewhere else. You already have it. Well, and what I, you know, it's interesting actually that we even bring up that portion of, of, you know, the deck of cards because, mm -hmm. um, you know, and how much it aligns with the astrology, right. Cause I've done, uh, we both have a mutual friend, yes, Tamara, Tamara McClellan, who has been on the podcast and who is full of light and brilliance. And, and what I can say, certainly just even from that quick, you know, quip of the queen of, of clubs, um, is how it resonates and aligns with what the astrology says as well. So, um, you know, like, again, I kind of go back to all of these systems are so intertwined. And so for, you know, somebody like me, mm -hmm. who's a nerd for learning, <laughs> I went to bed reading encyclopedias when I was a kid. That was, I'm not joking. Love it. <laughs> so that's the thing. Ultimate you can nerd. now see that, that thirst to learn that thirst to, to understand. And now you're nurtured, like now landing into that confidence space of like, I'm going to really nurture all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's I really do ultimately get the frequency on this planet. And that's that higher level of the queen of clubs. The lower level can get caught in a lot of ego and I'm the best and I know better than you and I'm always right. And there's those kinds of aspects because like anything in the world, astrology anything has a good empowerment side of it and it also has a disempowerment side of it yeah the high octave the low octave exactly yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> it is really fascinating right so for people who do like to see how things intertwine like there's and i think it comes back to that whole concept of there is really no separateness right there is there is so much that happens that you know is synchronistic and you know, and then we could, we could even talk about the angel numbers or, you know, those kinds of things that come into play when we're seeing numbers show up for us over and over and over again. Um, you know, that there's a, there's a frequency behind that. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's all, it all comes, it all comes together. What's going on in our world. We'll have, you know, I mean, we talk about the way that we have what we're putting out comes back to us, right? It's a reflection or a boomerang or however you want to look at that. But we are this, you know, huge transponder and numbers give us a way of, of, of seeing what's being reflected internally. Exactly. There's that magical component to it, but they've been using this. So like, don't fool ourselves. Everyone <laughs> in massive elements of power sitting in what we would consider powerful 
positions in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, they have mystical people behind them oh, giving yeah. them information. Yeah, for sure. And, and reading frequency and energy on the planet, right? Like, and understanding it. So knowing like one thing that I love doing with my clients is really walking with them in their yearly energetics. Cause every year we go through these contracts that we have to move through and really having them like understand. And so I have a client who is like, I just want to push. And I said, unfortunately what's happening <laughs> is wanting to push. And she's like, it's not happening. I said, because your energetics that you're working with right now are simply telling you to start thinking, making decisions, be okay with the being portion of life mm -hmm. and understand that the hustle isn't everything that we have to do. And as soon as she was able to like embody that, like what I was trying to help her with, she was like, oh, that's so good. And life started to flow. Right. And so we can start to see like where our resistance is. And that's where it helps in trauma when we're stuck in trauma, understanding our patterns. So I can go back and look at like 13 year patterns in numerology. I can sit and look at the layers of what you're, you've been experiencing and say, okay, well, this is kind of what you've experienced here let's look over here. And then like, if you want to do super, super future stuff, you can look ahead at saying like, this is what you're going to come up against. That's why people do forecasts for the right. whole month. They can look at the whole month and say, these are the energies we're going to start coming into. Right. And then, you know, do you plan on like when, when you're doing the forecast type of stuff for clients, I imagine that you can bring that into business. Or, yep. you know, maybe periods that are good periods of time to travel or those, Absolutely. those kinds of things. Yeah. So it can be like a really useful tool. And, and I think what's interesting about numerology um, is that there is a real um, cerebral practicality to that in yeah. combination with mysticism, yeah. right? So it's like that, that lovely balance of, oh, my brain can make this make sense. <laughs> But also not that we have to, but for people who are maybe a little bit more um, apprehensive or a little cynical or a little, you know, put your yeah. label on that, that numerology does have that practicality to it Absolutely. that they can then use to be like, okay, practically I can, if they're planners, right. That forecasting, if they're planners, like, okay. So it is a beautiful system in, in that way. Um so do you find, well, I, I have so many questions that I want to ask because I want to ask about kids and numerology, like, oh. you know, how that plays into it, but even, you know, what are, who are you typically attracting as clients that are saying, okay, let me figure out my numbers. Like how do people land in your lap? What are they uh, usually? It's what been all you... over, all over the board, but okay. mostly it's been, um, parents. Okay. So the kids is a big part of that for you or parenting, parenting, the, the parenting aspect. It's sort of like, I'm struggling here in this sort of motherhood journey that I'm in. And can you help me to understand what's going on? And then I can, I sometimes can bring in the numerology and I love doing family readings. Mm. I love parents reading, watching them read something about their child and go, Holy Lord, that is totally them. Oh, I get it. Oh, I, oh, I can't parent the same for both my kids. Oh, okay. Right. And it starts to click. And it, what it does is it creates a level of consciousness in your parenting that, you know, because a lot of us were brought up 
with our parents doing the best that they can mm-hmm. or could with the knowledge they had, one size fits all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was that was huge in my youth. Yeah. One size fits all. I'm like, this dress does not fit me. It's long. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's everybody. Heather's, no. Heather's in the less than five foot five club like I, I am. am in the less Exactly. They're not one size fits all. And so it really starts to show you the unique ways that your kids may be starting to think. Now, you may not necessarily see it right up front because, of course, they're developing, they're coming through their own understanding of who they are. But you can start to see them unfolding right just through the words on the document. And it's still, then I start guide them through different ways of being with each of their kids. Well, this one kid, like my kid, for instance, my Mm -hmm. son is a six. He is super soft hearted. He does not love abrupt change. So we learned this early on, like when we would change plans on him with like, he thought we were doing something and then we were change it. That was not good. It was like full rebuke, like no kicking, like putting his feet at the door. Like I'm not doing that. But if we told him two or three days in advance, oh, you know, sorry, son, like Mason, things have changed. We're going to be doing this. He could get into the harmony of what that was. Right. He could see that the, the change was necessary and needed to be there, but he didn't like it abruptly. He also doesn't love to be yelled at. Who does? Right? <laughs> well, no one really does. But yeah. He really didn't like he, you would start to see him retract. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? And we weren't even yelling. Like we're not yellers. Yeah. I was talking firmly and he didn't like it. He wanted the full sit down. He wants the heart to heart. Whereas my daughter is a thrilling three and a queen of diamonds. And she needs to be told straight up. Like, this is what's happening here. And otherwise she literally looks at us now and goes, I'm going to do whatever I want. And my husband's like, oh, that queen of diamonds, man. Like it's, she it's makes her own rules. She makes her own rules. She understands her abundance. She knows her value. She sits in it and she's not going to let anybody tell her any different. Mm. And I, you start to see these shine through. And now it's learning how to temper that. Like, don't be arrogant. There's still kindness that needs to occur. You know, right. you can say things in kinder ways and say no at the same time. Mm-hmm right? It doesn't have to be abrupt. And right. so she's learning those pieces and we can help guide them through that, how they work with friends, understanding themselves from an innate perspective where then they get to own it and go out and own it in society. Well, and I love that it can it can assist in the relationships that are in their life, right? So there's there's so much that's intertwined you know, with, okay, if you are a three and you're dealing with a six, so that's an interesting combination as siblings, right? Cause you've got a tenderhearted one and somebody who just shoots straight. Right. And, and how that, as they develop a relationship, how that can become more harmonious in knowing what the needs of the other individual are innately, yeah. right. You're kind of yeah. coded, coded that way, so to speak and, and vice versa. So what a, it's, it's, it's almost it's like, like, not what's your sign, what's your number, what's your ruling number. And it's and it's a hundred percent because when I yeah. do readings at some of these events around Kelowna, like I can't help myself or like, even when I'm talking to someone, like, I just want to know your date of birth because there's things that people will say that I'm like, oh my goodness, this mm-hmm. makes so much sense. And then mm-hmm. I look at it and I go, oh, that totally makes sense. 
yeah. get it. And they're like, what do you mean? And then I say something, they're like, that's totally me. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't even a conversation that I just had, but it is exactly how that works. And it's mm. the same. When I had her talked with um, Tamara mm-hmm. and she was like, just give me your date of birth. And I told her it, she went, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even have to look at my chart. She just understood I'm an Aries, Libra rising. And I always call myself this like big bundle bundle of love. And she's like, that's you. You walk in a room and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's just those reassured moments that that are nice from that. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that there's, you know, you're talking about the astrology, you're talking about the numerology. I love that there are, you know, when we, when we have kids, so I have four, yes. I built and portaled four into the world and, uh, and then I have two bonus kids and, you know, I know when my kids were growing up, I had this innate understanding that they could not be parented the same way. They were all unique. Right. So that was never really my approach with them, but beyond that, <laughs> some pause for a second when they say there's no manual right? There's no manual to parenting, but I think, gosh, some of these tools, if, you know, if I had had this, when the kids were growing Mm -hmm. and developing, this may have, I mean, all things are good and perfect in the way that they develop for, for, you know, the, the lessons and the insights and the growth that, that we need to do is, as you know, these little, you know, boys and girls growing up in the world, but the, um, but to have the insight of some of this numerology, as I get tongue-tied, numerological system can help us to be like, oh, okay. So my daughter is a three, my son is a six. This is to, to, you know, and not that we want to necessarily make life super easy for them, but to understand how those those developments or those experiences begin to arise for them and maybe how to help them maneuver through that in, you know, as much ease as possible. And Absolutely. so I, I think, you know, I don't know, is there, have you written the user's guide, like parenting 101 with numerology? <laughs> I've been working on it. Like it's, 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 it's kind of an up and down. I kind of have gone through moments where like, I was really focused on me, mm-hmm. really seeing and understanding my chart, which helps me to see everything else. Mm-hmm. Why that keeps going off. Um, but what I, what is the most powerful part that I find besides the ruling number, because it can be very generic. So it is like you're a ruling seven, I'm a ruling seven, but there's pieces in our chart that make us different. Yeah. And so what's different is the numbers that we hold in this like tic-tac-toe grid, right? That then have numerological other influences that make me a different ruling seven than you. The nuance. The nuances. That yes. is that right there is the power that I'm working on creating for parents to see that piece. Here's a ruling number. I can give you a very generic ruling number rule. Like we're sevens are spiritual. Six is like harmony, family, love. These are some basic words that go with these energetics, but it's this grid that changes everything. Mm. Understanding that my daughter has an arrow of frustration that she, you know, gets frustrated when she's in situations she doesn't want to be in or is even interested in. And she can get, you can see it rise up. Like she gets itchy and <laughs> twitchy <she's moving> all <laughs> and twitchy. And then understanding for myself that I have all the numbers in the physical plane. So when I'm 
stuck in my mind. I just need to get out in nature, Mm -hmm. touch something, ground back in, get moving, go hiking. And all of a sudden everything starts to move. And so helping clients with that, understanding their kids from that perspective, because three is very mental. Six is also on the mental plane. So that means they're figuring things out in their mind a lot and learning how to, how to guide, guide parents to guide their kids into their body. So you really important. And that's what I use numerology to do is guide people through their trauma, but utilizing the sensations and the feelings that are in their body to be conduit for information. That's beautiful. So you referred to something as the arrow of frustration, frustration. So tell me about that. So what does that look like? Cause you were talking about the tic-tac-toe chart and you're talking about an arrow of frustration. So is there something within the chart that, cause as I'm thinking about tic-tac-toe, we want to mm-hmm. draw the line through, right. you know, is so it means there's similar? no numbers down the center of that tic-tac-toe chart it means that oh, they're okay. missing all the numbers out of that. Okay. Which, so then because they're absent, there's this element of frustration that they get when they're go to situations that they don't want to, or learning, as I call it, the arrow of learning your sacred no. Oh, I like that. We say yes a lot to things that we don't want to go and do. And that's when we become frustrated. That's when we hit that frequency of frustration. And so I actually call it the arrow of the sacred no. Learning what you like and what you don't like and being okay with saying no. That's beautiful. You know, I, I often say, you know, no, well, one, we've heard it many times. No is a full sentence. (laughs) And also saying no is an act of self-love or saying, you know, that one sentence, like being able to create those boundaries, right. And no, and, and we have a difficult time in this day and age being like, no, that doesn't feel right for me. Because we might offend somebody. Because we might offend somebody. And, and, you know, all is, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other. Oh yeah. You and I could dive down many rabbit holes. Yeah. We could go down a lot for sure. But it's, um, I love, I just love that there's a system uh, for, for families and kids because, you know, kids, parenting can be, you know, a lesson in frustration. They're here to teach us a lot, you know, uh, going into parenting, you know, for anybody who's expecting out there going into parenting, think that one, if you're scared shitless, you should be (laughs) because it is. Yeah. They're going to crack you wide open. Oh yeah. It's going to open your trauma if you have any. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it is a beautiful lesson, but if we're going into it thinking that we're the parent and we know everything, um, yeah, I think the lessons are going to be a lot harder for us as, you know, going through the the parenting process. And, um, you know, my kids are not little anymore. My oldest is 26 yeah. and by like my, the one, the youngest one that I built and portaled with is 17 now. Um, so they're not tiny, but, you know, I've done some things over my life span, um, and over my training and whatnot, so that I could like, a, for instance, I did, um, somatic attachment therapy facilitation so that I could better, you know, understand the kids's attachment styles because based on the, you know, the experiences that we had together growing up and, you know, cause I, I was a young mom, you know, at pregnant at 21 and, um, and so I feel like my kids and I often grew up in many ways together because I was oh. so young we, and we yeah, they but even just speaking to that. And I'm sorry to cut you off. Alyssa, no. 
you're hundred percent hitting it on the mark because we, in our numerological chart, we don't actually come into our adulthood all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And this is, re- this is a really key part. When we start talking about the seasonality of life, we go through a cycle of nine years influenced by one number. And it all starts at our first time of becoming an adult. And so like for me and you, I'm just going to do my math, um, not on my head, in my head, we came into that at 29. Interesting. We didn't actually come into that full aspect of adulthood until we were 29 years old. And so when you had your first child, you were still a child. We are children raising children. Mm -hmm. And it, especially for your first one, you've never had a kid before. So it is new. So this idea that all the books in the world are can tell you what your child is going to be like, no, sorry, they can't, they can't, they can't even hardly tell you what you're going to experience in pregnancy because mm-hmm. it's so unique to every body. Mm-hmm. Every body is going to carry it differently. It's your spiritual journey, your awakening, whatever you want to call it. I, it's what I felt was really that precipice of coming into myself in motherhood. And I had my kids just after I had become an adult. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at that, it was a season of one. And so the influence of one was revealing all of these things to me, bringing new awarenesses into my life. I got remarried. I got remarried for the first time. I bought a new house. I had kids. I moved. All of this stuff happened that was new and fresh and changed perspectives. And as soon as I saw that unfold, I went, whoa, that's crazy. Wow. And I stopped rushing through life because Mm -hmm. then you understand there's nowhere we need to be, but here today in this moment. That's so true. I will, I will backtrack for a second. When I say (laughs) parenthood, you should be scared shitless. It's, but it's a beautiful, in a good way, right? Like it's, it's, it is, it's like, holy smokes, I'm going to be responsible for an entire whole person and their life for a while. And I love that. Yeah. There's so much beauty in it. Like I, that it has been, motherhood has been my greatest, greatest gift in life. And I would not change a single solitary thing that brought me to being a mother or, you know, the life that my kids and I have lived together. There's, um, you know, nothing I would change because it has been such a beautiful lesson. And if I could go back and redo it, there would be part of me that would say, some of these tools would be nice to have, to have a yeah. little bit more insight, um, you know, but the, the things, when you know better, you do better. When you have, you know, um, stronger tools or yeah. higher end tools, whatever you want to call it. You know, if you're going from like the Black and Decker to the, <laughs> speaking as a wife of a carpenter, yeah. you know, when you go from the Black and Decker tools up to the, you know, the Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or some DeWalt, people, whatever. DeWalt, whatever, you know, there's, there's, you know, I know there's schools of, of men out there. They're like, no, DeWalt is the way to go. Oh, for right. sure. Here's the really cool piece that you're talking about that evolution of mm-hmm. kids being born today are different than the kids born in the 1900s, mm-hmm. not because of our society, not because of here, but because of their numerological energy that they're being born into. Mm. They are, they have all this two energy, which is twos are very about connection. They're very much about intuition. And so they carry a lot of this two energy, especially kids born in the 2020s, 22. Like just imagine someone born on February 2nd, 2020. (laughs) Yeah. They got a lot of two energy in their chart. 
Yeah. A lot of connection and intuition, but they're missing everything else. And so it's the numbers that sometimes we're missing in our chart that can teach us the most about ourselves, the things that we're here to learn. And that's the coolest part. But these kids are coming in with an innate knowing that they are more than the body that they're in. They already have that instinct. Yeah. And if we go back to the astrology, I know Tamara has mentioned many times that the kids that are being born into the world now already innately, they get, they get the astrology. Like they don't, they know it. It's just, yeah, that's what it is. So is it possible for you to give us a quick rundown on the numbers? Like just a brief synopsis of like one through, I think we go one through one through nine, nine. And then there's an 11. Cause I know a couple of people are like, Oh, my ruling number is an 11. Yeah. So we have so, ruling numbers, tens and 11s. Okay. And then, but like, like everything. So like a one, a ruling, well, there actually isn't a ruling one because that would be the 10, the 10 would come down to a one. Okay. And so we leave it in the 10 spot and the 10 spot would be up in that sort of spiritual plane. So it's already a little bit connected. It's always giving new perspectives, a fresh idea. It's revealing something to us. It's creating this level of awareness, but anyone carrying that energy tends to want to just do things that make them happy. Period. Gotcha. End of discussion. <laughs> I know because I'm married to one. Oh, <laughs> I think I might, I think I might have a couple of those in my family. Right. <laughs> So then you get your ruling 11, for instance, I'll go backwards on this. Your ruling 11 is, is that like spiritual number, but if you break it down, it's back to a two. So they're highly intuitive. They're highly connected, but they tend to see the world a little bit in this black and white era. And so for them, the real learning place is to understand the gray. Gotcha. To understand that there's not, everything's not right or wrong, black or white, this or that, that there's a lot of this unknown piece. And when they start to master that, they start to be in mastery of self. One of my closest friends is an 11. And she always is like, oh my God, here I am looking at it black and white. Yeah. I actually, I know a few 11s as well. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. So then we'd get like nines, like this energetic around the nine. A lot of people can find that really scary because what that is, is we go in those cycles of nine. So it feels like the circle is being drawn and it gets closed at nine and then you start something else. As we know, life is not linear, it's cyclical. And all that nine is saying is that you've come into a completion, maybe an ending, maybe a way of thinking has ended for you or a relationship might have come to an end. And it's just kind of this evolution. That's how I see that. So nines are constantly evolving. They're always in this evolution of self and they have a huge humanitarian component to giving back and being of service. If they're not, they're extremely selfish and then they land on that disempowered side of like, that high octave, low octave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where they're separated and then they create isolation and all those kinds of aspects. Eight. Let's just think about what the eight looks like. The infinity. The infinity. Mm-hmm. They have constant momentum and energy behind them. They're super devoted. Like it's a devotion to self. And so, so on that other side of the eight, they can be feeling like they're out of control, like time's moving super fast and the energy's moving and then they feel that. Right. Mm. So them really landing into a smooth momentum with self that their momentum is not dictated by the outside world, but it is dictated by their belief system and their values. And they can land in there. The eight is pretty magical. And then of course the seven, we've talked about that. That's that truth, that trust, that bravery, intuitive. We love to learn and teach at the same time. 
So you may not complete a book before you start talking about it because you've already understood it from a illogical, like it's ingrained in you, but you, so you can start talking about it. Right. Whereas mm. on the low side of the seven, we can be a little reckless. We learn through loss, like there's no tomorrow. So we've probably experienced loss in our lives at some point to some degree. Mm-hmm. And we can be very stubborn. So understanding that lowers. Totally disagree with she's you. Shaking <laughs> she's shaking her head. No way, man. No way. Stubborn. Don't let my husband listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cam. Yeah. Tell him- Um, And so then you get into that six energy and that six does, it desires harmony. It desires this like full of love. It loves to be with family. It loves to be around that aspect of family being, whether it's the one they've created or one that they've been born into, they still like love it. The whole low side of that is they can get trapped in greed. They can get trapped in like this victimized mentality of Mm -hmm. sixes can. And so being really mindful that when I'm in that victim place now, how do I get from there to into this, like love myself even deeper. So it is a legacy number. It's like a created creative legacy number. It's very creative. Mm-hmm. Moving into the fives, fives are some of my favorites. I love lots of really fun fives. They're really witty. They absolutely love laughter and jovialness, but they can be very serious too. Like that wonderlust can be that freedom aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can also be very argumentative. They can be very much stuck in their unworthiness. And um, so they're like the center of the chart of that like tic-tac-toe grid. Right. And so they're connected to all the numbers. And so they experience them. So okay. they touch them all. And so gotcha. that, that creates that wonderless, like, oh, I can kind of be like a chameleon if I need to be. Mm, a shapeshifter. The shapeshifter. So absolutely what I call that. And then we get into the, those fours. They're very stable. They're very, um, they like foundational aspects. So they create pillars in their lives that allow them to be flow, flowful and creative creativeness. So if you think about the card of a four, it always has the four corners, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like a chair. Stability. Stability yeah. is one of their major, major drives, but they can become hoarding, unfulfilled when they're, like waiting and wanting stuff. They can feel trapped sometimes. So thinking if like, if they don't want to think outside the box, gotcha. they can feel that trappedness. Um, and then we get the threes. I love threes. They're very creative. They're, they're artists. A lot of times they have lots of excitement. They love pleasure. They love to play and celebrate. They actually tend to be very social, but on the other side of that, super scattered, tend to have major anxiety, um, overwhelm and they can be caught in grief. So you're mm. mindful of that lower side of the three. If you're sitting in worry, you're probably playing with this like element of three. Gotcha. You love to worry. Pull yourself from that. Don't worry. What can you control? Only yourself. Okay. Now what do I want to create? Um, Tesla loved the number three. Mm-hmm. Loved mm-hmm. it. He understood mm-hmm. the power of the numbers three, six, and nine. Yeah. And then, and I only pull that in to show people how many, how long numbers have played a part yeah. really great people's lives. Mm-hmm. But I even think about going back. So let's get to number two and one, and then let's come back to those numbers and how they appear in, you know, when we look at different things in the universe, yeah. right. Or b- even biblically, I'm thinking numbers, but let's finish yeah. the other, let's finish the other 
Uh, so cues are really great. They love connection, compassion, collaboration. They are really integration of ideas. So it's really like I've had all these ideas and I'm going to integrate it. And they're super intuitive. On the low side, they can be extremely codependent, mm. right? So they need people around all the time or they need to have people with them. Um, that neediness, that disconnected from self. So really helping to like, if anyone has a ruling too, you want to help them understand that their self is just a re they're reflected back in the people that they are connected to. That's mm. like, think about that mirroring effect with a right. two. And then of course, ones, fresh ideas, super great per perspectives, really good at like in that attentional potential space. But on the other side of it, it's like overthinking, getting attached to an idea and becoming and isolating themselves like the nine. So you can see that cycle kind of happen. Gotcha. How hard is it for you not to guess people's numbers when you meet them, Heather? It's impossible. It's become such a, like I was saying to a girlfriend this morning, it's become a way of life for me mm -hmm. that I just love it. And I know more than that ever that this is what I meant to do and help people land into this beautiful sense of their essence from their numerological perspective. I look at human design. I look at gene keys. I love talking to my friends who are astrologers and, and taking all that information and going, yeah, I can see the layers of this it's mm -hmm. like a, a rainbow cake. Yeah. It's beautiful. It, yeah. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's, um, it's, you know, I, I go back to this and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but you know, we have all of these systems because, we, I think as, you know, these living beings, we have this desire to, you know, have a greater understanding, understanding of who we are, why we're here, all of these things, all of these, you know, the big questions. And so there's all of these systems that give us insight into, you know, where we are, how we show up, you know, what's going on, like all of those but I always, I always say to people, if the system isn't leading you back to your heart center, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If it doesn't lead you back to your heart space and where your soul is and, you know, and knowing what feels right in your, in your body, we're here to experience physical being, then it's, it's all shit. Like just don't even bother. You know, if, if you're working with somebody who wants you to rely on all of this, who doesn't want you to, to return, use this system to return back to who you innately have, you know, come here to be and become, then you're working with the wrong person. You're working with the wrong individual because, you know, we can get really caught up in the systems, but. Oh yeah. My first you know, phrase usually out of my mouth is, and I'm going to do this reading and you're going to take what resonates and you're going to mm -hmm. leave everything else behind. Yeah. And you have to, and you, you have, have to, to because you can't get caught up in that. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't see that, that in myself. Mm -hmm. It is a part of what you might not recognize it, but leave it alone. You don't mm -hmm. need to be attached to it. Um, when I say numerology has become a part of how I live, like I actually see numbers all the time. Mm -hmm. Right now I see one, five, five, <laughs> like, and it tells me like perspectives changing. I'm at, new ideas are starting to land. Fives are all about this energy of change. Mm -hmm. And so they're allowing us to be comfortable with, you start to see three, three, three. Well, the universe is talking to you. It's actually inviting you into the element of creation. What do you mm -hmm. want to create? Have you really thought about that? Yeah. 
because we ultimately are creators. For sure. But what I love is that it's leading you back to you, what you're experiencing right now, what is the, the signs, the symbols, they're, they're the synchronicities, they're all over the place. And um, yeah, so the systems can be important tools, but they, tool. that that's what it is. It's a tool to help us identify our experience potentially and come back into that space of going, okay, what am I feeling right now? Cause it really does for, you know, as I, I, to risk being repetitive, coming back to the heart space so that we can embody the, the best that we can be to move through the things that are challenging so that we can continue to grow and not get stuck and repeat patterns. Right. You know? And that's just it to see the repeated patterns. And mm-hmm. my favorite line to myself is I learned something and I'm like, okay, and what is true for me mm-hmm. and being able to sit still long enough, which is a challenge for a lot of people to really hear what our heart space is actually saying mm-hmm. and how I've explained this to a lot of people. I said, if you start hearing a diatribe come out of your heart space, it's not your heart. Mm-hmm. It's your ego and your mind talking to you. Mm-hmm. Your heart speaks in sensation do you feel heart like where do you feel your body actually only speaks in sensation and your heart might say one word Mm -hmm. like the truth could just be be still or still Mm -hmm. and if you hear a word over and over and over again when you're in those moments of stillness that is your heart speaking to you it is and it's i mean it's a practice right because we've been so we've been pushed into the cerebral right as i you know look like i'm chopping off my head here <laughs> as we've been pushed we've been pushed into the cerebral we've been pushed away from the heart space and the wisdom that lies in there and and you know um i have a kind of an interesting story that i just experienced but there was something that came through um a, you know, regarding a, a certain individual. And I had to clarify something with a couple of people because I, ha- I, I had this cerebral response thoughts. And yeah. I was like, okay, my, my, I'm aware that my mind is wanting to walk away with something. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit down and I had to be like, okay, but what am I feeling in my body? What am I feeling in my heart right now? And this is not This is not what my brain is making it up to be. My heart actually feels quite still. And then there was a period of time that I was waiting for some clarification and, and the clarification came back that my heart was right. There was nothing, there was nothing there. It was just my brain trying to make up a story about something that, you know, could have been a potential or, you know, the brain sensationalizing something. And I was like, no, but my heart is actually saying everything is safe and everything is good and it's fine. There's no reason to get worked up. So -hmm. there was this whole, you know, internal conversation. And I mean, that's really the important thing is like where, where we've been, we've been so pushed away from our bodies and the sensations and, you know, we can go back to trauma. And I want to talk about that. I want to go back to First of all, I have the question, does zero amplify a number when you see it after a, a one or a five or whatever it might be? Is there an amplification to that? Like, is there a way that numbers show that other than repeating themselves, like a one, one, one or a whatever, hmm. is there anything that amplifies that or, or reduces the energy of it? I, well, I think if you see three, 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 that's an amplification. So okay. um, threes are an amplification number anyway. You see them in, in succession. We're amplified in that moment. It, the universe is saying, okay, create, come on. What you, you've just created something great. Keep going, watch the momentum. Right. It's going to amplify that. So threes will amplify the energy. 
zero is a zero point. So think of it like vacuum, right? The law of vacuum has to come into play when we become unattached. All of a sudden, the law of vacuum will play with us. And that's that zero point. Zero is exactly it. I'm starting from scratch. Scratch. It's like the womb. Like the womb or the Joker, even in mm. the playing deck of cards. He's kind of a chameleon. He can morph all over the place. He, and that's anybody born on December 31st carries that contract, meaning they can be anything and anyone they want. Interesting. They carry the frequency of everything. Interesting. So as they decide through their own journey, they can choose. I want to be, I'm more heart centered. So I'm going to function more in that way of frequency clubs is that very mental way of seeing things. It's that knowledge based. I'm going to nurture the knowledge and understand it. So when I can bring my mind and my body into unison, this is where I find harmony. Mm, that's awesome. Right? So your communication centers are all in one understanding that we are not separate and we are all connected through that law of one. That's beautiful. Going back to talking about the numbers when we were mm. transitioning from three to two, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but we were talking about Tesla. And I think about the way, you know, when we look into the way that, um, I mean, even science, the distance of the earth to the moon or the sun to the earth, or, you know, whatever it might be. Biblically, we look at numbers, you know, we would talk about the 144,000. Well, in my head, I'm going, oh, that's a nine. That's a completion if I'm correct. Right. 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 And then all of the zeros that follow that, if I'm now understanding what that means is that there is this rebirth. There's this potential for newness, right. Yeah. To be whatever. That's the space of the, the space of creation. Yeah. I always think of the womb as the space of creation, right. It's, it is 100%. that vacuum space of all potential, the no thing and all the potential and, or the six, six, six that we see repeated as, and, and vilified through, yes. you know, the numbers and what's that? It's unfortunate. It's been mm. vilified because that's, that's the low energy of it. That's the right. greed. Right. And that's, that's what I was thinking when you, when yeah. you were talking about the six, I was like, oh, that's gotta be the six, six, six that we, that we hear about. Right. Um, so, it, and that, so it's interesting to me that when we, um, and one day I'll get myself a thesaurus so I can be on, go beyond the word interesting, everybody. Uh, <laughs> fascinating. Okay. I've got one. It's fascinating to me that when we look at these, these sort of, um, we'll call them collective numbers, global numbers, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. I am now envisioning that there would be an insight into the energy of the relationship between that. Let's say it's the energy between the moon and the earth, or it's the relationship between, um, I don't know, the circumference of the globe, or I, I'm just, I'm randomly pulling stuff out of my butt. But anyway, um, I just imagine, okay, so if this is the number, we add it up, we reduce it, and we've got this energy of what is collectively yeah. Yeah, this this, you know, whether it's a planet is holding or the distance with the relationship collectively between this and that might be, am I right in that? You're hundred percent right. I mean, okay. people can go back into the Bible and look at, there's lots of numerology oh, um, yeah. in the Bible, even the verses themselves, the, the, you know, like I just, that's, how old the code. that's what I think. I'm like, John, we know like, well, we haven't talked about that, but I do know that letters hold a freak, a numerological Absolutely. frequency. That's so a different look, system. 
you know, if we look at each one of those books, that book's going to hold an energy, then the number of the book, you know, the verse and that kind of thing. So okay, so my mind's kind of exploding and nobody can see it right now, but I'm yeah. like, but it's a hundred, you're hundred percent. Right. So it is that really talking about all of those elements of frequency. And so you can see how old the systems have been and been mm. at play for years. Right. And it's not woo woo. <laughs> I, I want to break that sucker up. <laughs> It is if about you're listening to this podcast, I don't know that too many of us are really going to give a shit about whether it's woo-woo or yeah. not, because it's, it's the essence here, you know, well, and science and science and, science and spirituality spirit are the two, two sides of the same coin. Right. So absolutely, yeah, so we can start to see a lot of that. You can see ge um, geometry, sacred geometry, mm -hmm. all of that has is linked through these systems. And that's where the entanglement is, you know, astrology, numerology, and then they've taken Chinese Tao. All of it has to come Ching. from somewhere Ching. Mm -hmm. yeah. and understand that there's root of it and everything was born out of ones and zeros. It's fascinating, honestly. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's kind of go back to the, the trauma portion mm -hmm. of things because, <laughs> um, you know, I, firmly feel yep. <laughs> that there is nobody that comes into this world unscathed or let me rephrase that. There's nobody that is leaving this world unscathed in, in some capacity. We go through these experiences. You know, I, I've talked about it probably through social media. I'm not sure if I've actually mentioned it on the podcast, but I also have have experienced sexual assault, not just once in my life, but, but a number of times. And, um, it wasn't until, um, and for me, I haven't used numerology in, in my process, but I'm curious about it because for myself, one of the reasons that I've come into all of these practices that I do was because of the wanting to release and move through, like, you know, the, the experience that I had had and the insight that it gave me. So knowing what happened to me at three years old, you know, created a lack of boundaries that I was unaware of moving through my life. And then no wonder I attracted certain individuals into my world because yeah. I was unwilling to, to firmly stand in my own boundaries, right? I was good at creating boundaries, um, you know, in other ways, but not for my own, for my own self. And that included body, mind, heart, you know, completely. Yeah. And so, you know, my practices came about because of that, but I'm so curious about, you touched on it earlier about how numerology was like that golden thread for you. And, yeah. and so, you know, I guess that, I mean, you could do a, a great big, deep numerological dive into it as well. How old were you? What was like, what year was that? Do you know? Like, I mean, we might not always have those exact dates, but. Um, you can so look at patterns mm -hmm. within our numerological chart. So one of my favorite things to do is case studies um, around that. And I'm doing a case study right now of a gentleman who knew he would never live a long life, already had this awareness and came in and left on his birthday neurologically. Wow. And so when you start to look at the case study of that, you look through, you know, okay, well, this is the energy that he was born into. You can look at, that's where I start coming into the book of life 
or the Egyptian utilizing the playing cards mm. to really show the patterns that were occurring for him that maybe where he might have had a decision point, what the energy might have been. You can look at it in times of like what was going on in society at that time. Did that influence? You can look at utilizing it to just sort of see patterns in our lives that have occurred. Mm and where we made decisions and how that decision shifted us into a different experience or timeline, however you want to talk about that. That's where that, those layers are super fascinating. And even just looking at the, um, when Queen King Charles, I really don't care about the Royal family. It's not of interest to me. Not after Diana died for me. <laughs> no, but as a case study, the day he became King was the mm. King of Diamonds day. Do you think that was by chance? No. <laughs> Do you think Not that at was all. unplanned? It was 100% <laughs> planned in that energetics. Mm -hmm. Claiming this essence of physical power in his domain. Mm. He waited for it for a long time. You know he wanted it to be regal and felt. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. All of them. Like they wanted to feel all of it. And so they're 100% that was planned out. They so knew when you talk about the the higher ups having the the mystics you know working these numbers and and dates and times and all of the things yeah that's interesting i didn't know that but yeah i'm and and only because the group that i'm a part of or my master numerology training mastermind that we're in was like diving right into it and you start to go through and see like all the people they were connected to and what's the energy on this and then you can start seeing like where decision points were and so that's where it can help with trauma is that they can start to understand that well we always even knowing at three you didn't ask for what happened to you it, it was a part of the path that you were to go on so it allows mm -hmm. to alleviate the pain point Mm -hmm. to land into a little bit more of the acceptance of, okay, like, yes, that sucked. Like I didn't ever ask for that to happen to me, but at the same time, I am here today with this knowledge from that experience. Mm -hmm. You can see where it trajected you into certain patterns and where you maybe timeline shifted your own self throughout your own lifetime. Mm -hmm. So for instance, we do have a rebirth date and that oh, rebirth date is the year that we turn 45. Oh, so I'm just a toddler. Just a toddler, my friend. Just figuring it all out. Just, just a toddler. The energy. So at 45, when we come into that, that is like your rebirth year. Mm. You're coming in to experience those same energies that you did the first year of life. Interesting. I That's something very, very new. I haven't heard about. Yeah. The... It's a time to relive it, a time to reformulate it, to really experience that again and so that's really interesting because so as uh, currently I'm 48 right mm -hmm. and so when, if I think back to the experience that I went through at three right if the rebirth is at 45 and I'm at 48 I'm in that am right. I correct to say I'm in that space of that toddler that toddler yeah. space of that so very interesting we'll probably have yeah. to talk later anyway <laughs> Sounds good. But it, that is the coolest part is we do come in through these energies again throughout our lifetime. So mm -hmm. we can experience them all. We experience all the different contracts and we can look at it. So I turned 45 last year. So now I'm 46. Mm -hmm. And I remember it being sticky, that 45, but it was also so freeing 
because mm. I had a chance to reorganize it cellularly in my body, right. those energetic experiences. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's very, that's very, very cool. Yeah. And so um, when you're working with, like, do you do any, um, when you're working specifically with people that have trauma, are, is there any type of group stuff or do you work predominantly individually with people around this kind of thing? I've started individually. Um, I'm getting, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm super still new. Um, but I'm, I think I'm ready for the group part. A lot of the trauma that I've dealt with with people needed to be private for them. Mm-hmm. Of course. And yeah. I think in the initial openings of that, we go through this private and then I want to be able to bring people into retreat. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah. <laughs> have a really safe space to talk about mm-hmm. it energetically to have someone come in with sound because I can tell you how pivotal sound baths have been in me feeling what I'm feeling in my body and then mm-hmm. matching it to an energetic frequency. Yeah. Sound right? is so, sound is so powerful. It's, it's just, so powerful. So mm-hmm. like to have a conversation and then have a sound bath mm-hmm. to allow that to set in or move out either way. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I, that's where I'm moving towards in my work is really doing more retreats with people so that the group setting is intimate. It's connected. It's a growth point for everybody. So I am launching my three month series in September where we're gathering in my backyard around fire Mm. seminaries. Mm. And I firmly believe what we can do in community and healing together. So we use numerological energies and everyone just talks about their present. Now Mm. we don't bitch and complain about the things that have happened. We maybe recognize a pattern from it but really what are we experiencing now and then what do we want to create coming out of that so allowing the fire to be that like burn it all down but also like the phoenix rising up. the transmutation yeah that fire represents that's beautiful um and so when you're working so you do reiki you do like there's a few things that you do and i imagine numerology works its way into that for you again it's another one of those systems that Um, and I think vice versa too, if you're practicing any kind of energy type medicine, quantum touch, whatever it might be, it interweaves into everything that you, that you do. So do you, um, how does that, how does, how does numerology sort of play into the, the Reiki practice or, you know, can you separate them? Well, interestingly enough, I don't do Reiki on its own. So I utilize it in my, most of us don't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to interrupt you. Like, yeah. yeah. I utilize it in my coaching practice. So I sit in the energy of what is the day of. So like really understanding numerologically, what am I playing with today Mm -hmm. in today's energy, knowing my clients numerological codes. I do ask their date of birth right from the get go. And anyone who works with me, that's the first question on your questionnaire. What's your date of birth? Date of birth. It gives me insight into themselves. And so it allows me to be in their energy. And then I just invoke Reiki to open the portals to move the energy that they're looking to move in. Right. And so I allow it to just be present um, with me. So I'm like a level one or two, level two, I think. Okay. It's just simply to help them move energy is what I found. It became really important because I can actually feel energy in my hands. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a, yeah. like a, like a ball, the ball of energy. Mm-hmm. And I, and I didn't recognize what that was. My friends, like you're already invoking it without even knowing you're doing it. So might as well just go through the attunement yeah. process. And then I utilize it to hold the portal for them to really um, 
match their resistance in the things that they want to keep shoving down. Right. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine too, you know, depending on when you're, when you're doing that numerology could play into even, even the day that they're coming in to visit you. Right. Yeah. And, and what, what the energy is, you know, yeah. surrounding that. Um, yeah. I have so a client interesting. who's a nine of diamonds says a nine of diamonds. And I messaged her today and I said, by the way, you don't tend to love these days. This is the nine of diamonds day because you're usually feeling yourself. You're looking at yourself. Yourself is like kind of all over the place mm -hmm. in the energetics. And so she's like, oh, I always struggle. And I said that because you're just in the precipice of understanding yourself from a different level. And so it does feel awkward and sticky sometimes. Mm -hmm. I just love dropping little love notes um, with them to say, hey, and then I pulled my cards this morning for my whole week. I do an energetic free forecast mm -hmm. and she's showing up in my Friday and I see her tomorrow. So oh, I even the cards know that we're going to meet. Right? So interesting. Yeah. And she's like, what? That's crazy. Right. Like those kinds of pieces happen. Um, and that's how I utilize numerology is I know my client, I know myself, but really it's like, what are we working in today? And that will also be the element of what comes up. So if it's a five, something's changing within them in their mm -hmm. belief system in their value system. So we're really looking at this element of change. So then do, do people have, so we would have a collective new like number for the day. Does it always correlate with, it doesn't correlate with the month. I think I've, I've recognized that as like a January isn't always a one month. That's correct. So it's based off the, so like January plus the year. So for okay. instance, June is a four energy month. So this month we're, this is why it's really feeling funky energy out because people are trying to create solid, stable, secure foundations in a world mm. that doesn't feel solid and secure or stable. Really? <laughs> what do you right? mean? So we're really the world's not stable? No. <laughs> As my eyes go crazy. Yeah. Um, so so there, there's that energy in June. And then each day has, you take June 6 plus the day number plus the year number, add it all up, reduce it to the down. And so today is a three energy day. Okay. It's a very creativity. creative kind of flow of energy. And then in the other system of the contracts, it's a nine of diamonds and it goes through it. So knowing there's only 52 days a year that carry heart energy and they all happen starting at the end of July. Which is a seven. Right. Which, which month is going to be seven? No, I said, which is a seven. Like, so 52. Oh yeah. Which boils is, down which, to a seven. Yeah, seven. So it, that's, that's as much as my numerology. Like yeah, when I yeah, said numerology for dummy, I'm like, I'm always reducing numbers and going, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So but just understanding that there's more people in the clubs contract and diamond contract. So that mental and physical, there's mm. way more of that energy on this planet than there is of the spade or the heart energy comes in in the beginning of the year is asking us to elevate. We all set new year's resolutions, try to become better, higher. What are we doing? Mm. That's because that energetic is pulling us into it. Got you. So it works. Collective. So that works with the Gregorian calendar, but what about the actual calendar when we the talk button? about Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mayan, Mayan numerology is all looped into this. Like they are a part, they play with the Egyptian Okay. Um, calendar. So if we actually really look at, that's why we have the Joker. Oh, okay. Interesting. Right? There's 365 days of the year, but there's actually 365 and a quarter. You know, it's, um, it's, there's so many rabbit holes we could go down for sure. And I'm, yeah, I feel like we should just go on retreat ourselves. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> 
so where I can come with it. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, so the other part that I, I kind of want to hop back and I'm not meaning to hop all over the place, but there was something in, you know, when we were, um, messaging back and forth about today that you were talking about the generational trauma as well. Mm-hmm. And just because I know that there's, there's, I feel like it's a very blanket statement I'm going to make, but everybody's working on the generational trauma. Everybody's working on trying to figure our shit out. So it's not so hard and sticky. You know, I call it the icky sticky places. Right. Um, and so do you, are you seeing this when you're doing this generational trauma type work? Are you doing it when you're seeing the families, you know, you're talking with the parents and then working through the numbers with their offspring and, you know, um, and seeing the patterns that are coming up from that. Do yeah. you, do you pull in par- like per- the, the grandparents or the, the parents of the, yeah. Sometimes, okay. I, sometimes if they're really pivotal, especially if they played a really big role in the upbringing of the parents. Um, so like if say they all live together, I want to look at the whole numerological aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the generational trauma part, what I've understood is the more people, especially with numerology, start to see themselves land into that sort of essence of who they are, they heal their, their children below them without having to do anything. Because then they stop putting things on the next generation to mm-hmm. be like them. Mm-hmm. They they see this numerological card and they go, oh, okay, this unique blueprint of who my kid is. I don't need to make them be me. Yeah. That's the generational trauma is that we were constantly told to be something, make something, do this. We were living out expectations of other people. Mm-hmm. not knowing who we are. And now what we can do with numerology is we can stop it in its tracks, essentially, by giving this information to parents so they can see it and go, okay, cool. Now I get to raise them according to this. Right. According to their sort of own essence. And then I release this need for my kid to be a representation of me. Right. Or any need for them to be a show of my value. Mm-hmm. Because they're valuable all on their own. On their own. So are you. Yeah. That's beautiful. And now you just come into collaboration with the energies. And so that is one of my biggest things. It's like I'd like I eradicate it. I believe that numerology can play a force in eradicating general generational trauma by us simply coming into understanding that we are not here to make our children who they are. They already are who they are. Just giving the it. river already knows it's the ocean. It doesn't need to be anything different. That's it beautiful. just travels that way. Mm-hmm. It knows, it knows the direction. And our kids know it without us giving it. And so if more parents can just do them, like do themselves, like that maybe that's my, the best language words, but keep doing you, keep loving you, keep working on your pieces. Don't try and fix your children because you think they need to be a certain way. The more you fix yourself, the more you see them in their purest essence of who they are. Well, and I can, you know, I can honestly say in, in my own, you know, experience, there, there came a point in time where as I was moving through my, my remembrance of my wholeness was that if I don't, if I don't come into that remembrance, if I don't do it for myself, my kids will never, my kids will never really know it. My kids will never, you know, they'll never, when, how do I want to say that? 
it's lead by example, right? It's the take care of you. It's, I mean, we have all of these analogies. It's the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on someone else. It's the, be the change you want to see in the world. It's all of these little things that we have to remind us that if we're not doing it for ourselves first, then how can we do it for someone else? And that was my remembrance, you know, 10 or so years ago was that if I don't, and it was really about coming into self-regulation. It was really about moving through the stuff that I had been experiencing in my life that were, you know, making me feel like I was losing my mind. Right. And when I started to realize that I'm, I can't tell my kids, I have to embody it so that my kids see it so that they then go, oh, okay. You know, mom, oh, there's a very loud vehicle. (laughs) Sorry, that was loud in your ear. Um, it was loud in mine. Um, but there's that whole aspect of, you know, we need to be able to experience it before we can quote unquote teach it. But it's not even a teaching as in standing up and telling. It's an embodiment teaching. And that's what numerology is, is to be embodied, to mm-hmm. embody your whole self. Right. I remember when I started my journey of healing, the only word I kept coming to me and my, and no one, I, I just want to be whole. I don't know how I didn't feel whole. I I felt like a shattered puzzle Mm -hmm. on the floor and that there were definitely pieces hiding under the couch that I could not see yet. Mm -hmm. And as I started to put those together, see myself in a different light through the numerological energy and code, I just got drawn more to wanting to understand and help people with this. And Mm -hmm. I'm really like in my master training, seeing, starting to like, it's, it's so clear the frequency that these numbers hold ones want to reveal things to you. So the heart, like that heart energy, the one of hearts or the ACE of hearts wants to reveal something about yourself Mm. from the heart space. Then there's the mind. The ACE of clubs is really wanting to reveal something to you from that mind space. So when we can get into, it removes the angst. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That angst of getting to know ourselves and feel whole to start seeing ourselves more in this like fluid evolution of ourselves that one day we might be blue, but tomorrow we can be purple as we start to learn something. And we add more drops into that bucket. Right. Next thing you know, we're clear, we're seen, we're fully there. Mm -hmm. We've embodied all the colors. And that's, it's, it's beautiful. And I, and I really do love that there is this, um, again, like I just, I, I like the word system. Mm-hmm. It does bring, you know, that aspect of logic to it. I can't help but have a little bit of logic, but you know, often I throw that to the wind <laughs> as well. Cause I'm like, it's to get out of your head, right? Like that's the whole thing. But I do love that numerology ca- can really be that it feels like a very logical type of system that yeah. then we get the opportunity to be like, okay. And then and you get the information. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but bring it into the body, bring it into, bring it into the body. And because that's where, that's where the wisdom and the challenges all lie is, I mean, yes, in our head as well. I mean, that's where most of it starts, but it gets hidden in our body, right? All of of the stuff that's going on. So if we can begin to bring some order to that yeah, and, you know, begin to clear out some of the clutter and bring the order in, it allows, you know, more you know, quote unquote sense to be made of what is happening in the body. What's you're sensing in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully that made some sense. <laughs> 100%. So if you, if you're born August 14th, uh, 1974, 
four. Okay. So just like, and I was getting like the numbers were coming in, like Alyssa, Alyssa, Alyssa was like, okay, here we go. You have all of those physical numbers mm -hmm. in your chart, which means that's, that body is so important. That's why you do the work you do. It's like the, it's your numerological code is saying, okay, sound frequency, move it here through the body. Somatic work is the bread and butter of evolution for me. This mm -hmm. is how I understand myself. And so they're speaking to you, but you have that like beautiful eight of August sitting over there in that emotional plane that's right in the middle. That's giving you this like confidence to feel what you're feeling without them being super scary. Cause you know, it's going to flow. You understand that emotions are also going to move. And it was probably innately within you, whether you recognize it or not, yeah. as you started to learn about yourself, you understood the motion that need to move. Well, and it's interesting, you know, working with sound over, over the years. I mean, we're moving into our eighth year of working yeah. with sound. Oh, and they're fantastic. If you've never heard them, you should. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I play them with my husband often, but I do do private sessions with, with people as well. And it's usually just me unless they request that cam is around. Um, but you know, it's, I remember once upon a time when I, when I first heard sound, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm home. Like I knew that there was something about that, but, and I, and I remember when I first started, I wanted the experience to be blissful for people. Yeah. And as I've moved through working with the bowls, with frequency, like with sound, I actually really love it when people are like, I'm super uncomfortable right now, or I'm so pissed off right now, or I'm, I'm all of these things that they've got, I've got pain in my body, or I've got this, or I've got that. And I'm like, tell me about it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I'm like, this is good. This is, I mean, we want the blissful moments. We need those moments where we can deeply relax and feel really good. And, you know, whether we're experiencing the, the serotonin or like whatever it is, that's being released in the body, but these, when sound arises into the physical plane or even the mental plane where we're experiencing discomfort, I'm like, this is where this is where the gold is. This is where we want to mine the gold. And, you know, and you can't help but talk about sound frequency without talking about the numbers, right? And, yeah. and how that correlates to the experience. And I mean, there's all kinds of things I feel like we could put into play mm -hmm. that would, would help to make sense of it. But it is, um, you know, just innately tied to the way that we are moving. And yeah, for, for the, anybody out there who is, you know, has all of that information in the physical plane. Um, yeah, I just a hundred percent agree with you that as you're talking about numerology and you're talking about mine, the physical, like the physicality of things is massive for me. Yeah. It's yeah. massive. It's a huge part of the way that I like to physically sweat the way that I like to you know, experience things in my body touch and, you know, it's just a big part of it. So I love, as you're talking about these little bits, not trying to make this about me, but because we're talking no, about my but chart. No, your chart wanted to drop in, but it, mm -hmm. it shows, and I'm the same way. So I know when I'm mental spinning, when mm -hmm. I'm in my mind, get outside, go touch a tree, in nature, <laughs> go touch a tree, hug, put your feet, hands into the dirt, mm -hmm. move, jump, dance, do something mm -hmm. physical with your body because it shuts this down, mm -hmm. right? Whereas a lot of people feel pain in their body. And so their body gets really uncomfortable and that doesn't necessarily mean like then they, but they need to go into their mind to like 
find out the why or figure out where did that pain come from. Mm-hmm. And so understanding how all of those centers can be of service to us yeah, and how we gravitate to the things that we want to. So more mental orientated people will be teachers right. from the, the knowledge perspective. I'm going to hear and give you information. I'm going to keep chunking it out. Whereas I always ask them, what is your body telling you? Mm. So let's go back to the grit because you're talking about the physicality. So there's the physical and the mental. What is the other layer? So you got the bottom layer is your physical layer, which is one, four, and seven. Then you've got your middle layer, which is two, five, and eight, which is your emotional plane. Okay. And then you've got three, six, and nine all up in your mental plane. Okay. And so that's that creative energy, right? We create visually through our minds. And so that's where Tesla comes in. Anytime he was ever going to go into a meeting of some kind of substance or potentiality, he would go, I believe it was clockwise, around a building three times before he would enter it. He would activate the frequency of three. Because that would activate the frequency of creation. I didn't know that about him. That's fascinating. So there's a super superstition, like whatever superstitious you call it. Yeah, he understood it though from the activating of something creative. Mm. Well, and it's interesting too because you talk about the physical, the emotional, and the mental. So when, because I have a yogic background as well, right? right? So I've got a lot of a lot of hours in in training, particularly in meditation and yoga nidra. And we talk about the koshas of the bodies or the layers of the body. So the only thing that numerology is missing is our um, basically our pranic body and the bliss body, but those are, you know, um, really spiritual is 10 and, and 11. They're not right, but they're in that spiritual. So they're not in the tic-tac-toe grid. They're right. just kind of right in that spiritual plane, which is above, which is your 10 and your 11. Interesting. So encompassing, but notice that they're all ones mm-hmm. in that. So it is that freshness. Well, and it's so, it's so fascinating. Cause as I think about it from a yogic perspective, um, I now I'm like, oh, I wonder how Ayurveda would fit into this. I wonder how, you know, some of those systems would play yeah. into numerology in the way that the different, um, not, really now I'm stuck question. to the word, but, um, the, I think they call them the doshas. the doshas. I'm not an Ayurvedic practitioner, so I think it's called the doshas. Yeah. Um, but if you're an Ayurveda practitioner or no more than me, come on and yeah, explain Carly, it to me. Yeah. And come and share the system with me because I would, I would love to know more about that, but also, um, because we have the elements that play into that portion as well. Right. So I imagine the physical where, you know, you and I are talking about that physical plane, that's earth, right. That's, and I feel deeply connected to the earth, right. For somebody who, you know, and I don't know Tamara's chart, I'm not asking for information because she's not here and there's no permission, but perhaps like an astrologer, maybe they're more in that mental or you know, like where they've, you know, their interests or their passions lie, you know, I imagine would be indicated within that grid. I think so. I, I absolutely be curious. And those are the dives (laughs) that I like to do. Like, Oh, curious. Okay. Cute. Like, and I, then I look at and study the human Mm -hmm. the things that they're attracted to. And then I, you know, I, even myself, like, what am I attracted to? And I just recognize like simplicity is the earth and nature. Mm -hmm. And it's one of my core values. I could, I'm blissfully blissful barefoot in my backyard, in my pretty fingernails, (laughs) my pretty fingernail, 
<laughs> creating with the earth and bringing that in, which then my work starts to land. Mm. So people ask me like, why is all your reels so much nature? Well, because nature is a huge part of who I am. Mm-hmm. It, like I resonate with it so much that I use the analogy of the river all the time. Mm-hmm. Understanding the flow of water, not to be scared of, but like a river may wind its way through. It's got to go through its journey just like we do. Mm-hmm. So nothing is straight line. Well, and you know, I mean, a river is just a beautiful analogy for a lot of things, right? Because a river can be smooth and calm. It can be easy. It can have rapids and rocks yeah. and all kinds of, you know, stuff that's getting tumbled way. through, right? Yeah. But it's so from that level of love and security is that know that you will always find your way. Mm. I love that. And numerology can guide you through that. And can you be utilized with all the systems or tools that you already currently are working with? Yeah, it's beautiful. And I just, I love it. And I, I feel like, you know, if you're working with other systems, numerology can be a system that you can weave into whatever else that you're doing, right? It helps, it helps reveal another layer. And, yeah. and helps to provide more insight into the way that you are moving Work. and working, whether you're, you know, and all of the different avenues, whether it's, you know, I imagine we can, we're going to birth a business and we want to know what the numerology is, like, what's the best time for that to happen? Or, um, you know, we're planning this, what is this, what is the numerology for this date? Or, um, I imagine too, that even naming a business, naming a business, buying a house, buying a house. So I actually did this the other day, added all the numbers of my address and I live in a seven frequency. So I <laughs> like can't make that stuff up. You can't. Right? I Yeah. We right you can't now. Make that stuff. It was drawn to it. I was drawn to it. I love this place when I thought we were going to lose it at one point in our, um, adulthoodness. Mm-hmm. It was everything I would do to make sure we didn't because I just wasn't ready to leave this frequency of energy that is this house that me and my husband built. Mm-hmm. And there was a trust here. Mm-hmm. If there is, and my kids love it here, right? Like mm-hmm. there's this like level of comfort in it. And so you can, where you buy a home, you can look at when you want to launch a program, looking at the energetics of that. Um, I always look at that, the new moon and the full moon. I always, <laughs> I look at all the pieces because I know that they all play a part in all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends who are business coaches and numerologists that help their clients utilize the energetics to strategize in their business. Right. Um, and to see the patterns that they're creating, it can be right down to co- when you want to put out certain content. Right. Right. So you can utilize it in so many different forms. Um, when's a good time to travel <laughs> is really key actually. And mm-hmm. I think it's even more important right now to really look at the energies and then sit back and look at like, okay, what's going on in the whole world? Mm-hmm. What is that play? And what is that play right now is the deconstruction of the old mm-hmm. into the new. And that's mm-hmm. where numerology and astrology are, you're starting to see it more frequently. You're starting to see people talk about this more frequently. Mm-hmm. frequently. Because it's act that earth is and earth energy coming out of her is calling for us to wake up to a new way of ebbing and flowing in this world. Well, and I think that you're seeing people start using these quote unquote woo-woo as we'll go back to that word earlier, but that there are more people that are, that are in, you know, the corporate 
practice the or the corporate world that are using the practice of numerology or the system of numerology to maneuver in business as well. So I think it's I think you're seeing some of these more we'll call them um, spiritual practices that are finding their way into business in absolutely a much more open way than perhaps before. I mean, I think back to many years ago when I was really little, the first time I ever heard about numerology was a neighbor's, like I was obviously a kid. Um, when I say many years ago, (laughs) many, many years ago, um, (laughs) but our, our neighbor's adult neighbor's sister, Right. I remember her mentioning numerology and I remember the adults around me going like, she's crazy. Yeah. Like she's crazy. And <laughs> do they? Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Like yeah. I'm okay with that piece because mm-hmm. I've come to terms with that, how much I resonate with it and how mm-hmm. much I love it Yeah, and how it's really helped me land into. And actually now I think my dad's starting to see it because he said, wow, you're just like so much more confident and you just don't seem to give too many F's. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind. And I know all of this stuff is coming down the pipe. I can feel the energetics. I've looked ahead to see the things that are coming for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, not, I'm no longer in a rush to be there. Right. right? I get the Beautiful. present moment is the power moment. And he just said, oh, that's kind of cool. So now he's reading quantum mechanics and he's learning about quantum physics. So I think through, like I, like you said, that lead from where you are mm-hmm. also helps your parents sometimes mm-hmm. to try and understand life in a different viewpoint. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, right? With the whole family dynamic stuff too, because, you know, I live a very different life than my my parents and, and my sibling. And, um, you know, they think I'm crazy. And I'm okay with that. And they're right. right. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're not wrong, you know, but you know what I mean, right? They're like, they just don't get it. They don't understand. And so, you know, I'm like, we don't have to agree for there to be love. And, and, you know, like we don't have to see things from the very same perspective all of the time. And, and I do find it's interesting with the family dynamic, how sometimes they're like, I just, it's a sense, a point of frustration, you know, Mm -hmm. for them because it's like, I don't get you. And it's like, okay, you don't have to just love me. You don't have to get me. Just love me. That's where I'm super blessed. Cause I know all of their, my family's every single one in the date of birth. And I, I literally it. have it on a chart and I yeah. know what they're, and I'm like, Oh, I got that. Okay. I get where you're coming from. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it allows me to relate to them in a different way. So then I, I think I remove the judgment mm-hmm. and I can just be an acceptance in a much easier way. And I don't try to force anything. Mm-hmm. And I think there's be, it welcomes in that ease in relationship. And that's where numerology can, I can dive down a whole other rabbit hole. We can look at contracts that parent couples carry together. You can look at it from a business standpoint, from a intimate standpoint, from a friendship standpoint, like such a practical tool, such a practical tool. And it's just getting bigger. And those are some of my favorite things to do is like show a couple, like, okay, well, here's what's going on. This is what you guys are doing for each other. Do you see this yet? And they're like, oh my God, I get it. Oh, I'm so frustrated with this part. Oh, I'm going to work on this part. And so like it, it allows for a different conversation than just going to therapy and talking about your relationship. That's amazing. I'm, I'm very blessed to be with such an incredible husband and partner and all things, best friend. And 
I can honestly say that I know through, um, I know his, his, um, numerology, uh, I think I remember it. I did, I did my kids. I just broke down everybody's numbers. So I've got a few threes and ones in my world. Um, but I think I have one six as well, but it's, um, but it's interesting because I've had the synergy points of, of Cam's chart and my chart done. And it's, it's confirmed a lot of the stuff that we innately already knew, but what a beautiful way to be able to be like, okay, here's some challenges, right? So, you know, to be able to do that from the perspective of numerology as well is again, just another one of those beautiful ways that we, it's such a practical tool. It's such a practical way to be able to see things Mm -hmm. and then put them into action and then bring them into, you know, like into that, again, going back to that word embodiment. Um, I just feel like the options are so endless and we could probably talk for hours. hours. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Hours and hours. Go through hours and hours. I know in our mastermind, next thing you know, three hours has gone by and we're still talking about all this different aspects and that's the depth of it. And that's what Mm -hmm. I really want to get out into the world is to understand that there's so much at our fingertips to understand ourselves, Mm -hmm. not to necessarily pigeonhole ourselves in just one, but Mm -hmm. maybe potentially look at the gamut to give yourself that full picture, that wholeness. So then you can be like, Oh, that really resonates with me. I get that piece. Mm -hmm. And anything that doesn't, we all need to be brave enough to say, that's okay. I don't Mm -hmm. see it right now, Mm -hmm. but it's not meant for me to see it right now. Yeah. Well, and I love that it's not you know, the system of new, when we think of numbers being fixed, potentially, sometimes I can, I can view them that way. So I'll just say it sometimes from my perspective of seeing numbers as fixed, that numerology does bring a lot of beautiful nuance. And there's lots of moving parts to the numerology, which I really, really love, because I don't think that any one of us can be pigeonholed or, I mean, there's aspects of us that are, you know, those, those fixed points. However, there is so much more at play. And And I think, yeah. Well, that's, that's that grid part, right? You got two mm-hmm. fours. So mm-hmm. there's an amplified aspect of foundation, safety, security within your own, and a need to organize potentialities. Right. Um, but also like freedom in that flow. So then you, that physical, so you got these two fours, they play a part in who you are. So you carry that energy with you, not just the ruling seven, but you carry the frequency of this double four in you. Interesting. You carry the frequency of the eight you're learning the aspect of the five, the three, the six, and the nine that you don't have in your chart. Mm. The aspect of creating with the mind, not it to confine you, but to be a part of the creation. So the things that are missing can also be just as valuable to understand. Mm. So in our, in our own evolution. That's amazing. What do you have coming up? Do you have any workshops? Do you have any um, retreats that you've got planned yet? Do you have, uh, I just retreats. want, I yeah, want to know, I want to know. <laughs> so I know, but I want to know. So everybody else can know what you got yeah. going on. So in September, so I'm just launch, launching my, oh, I have a soul fire circle community that I do. And I do it in a three month batch. Cause I believe in the element of creation of the three. Mm. And so we meet once a month around a fire. We just talk about what's present. We sit with each other for almost two and a half hours of just great conversation, learning, pulling cards, whatever needs to rise up, we're there holding space for everything. And so that's coming up, it's going to be launching, it starts in September, I believe, I think the date is 19th, right around the new moon. Okay. Um, 
I love that. So that's started, that's coming. I'm actually doing numerology readings at Soul Fest, Ecstatic Soul Fest in Sycamus on the 24th of June. Nice. Um, look that up. That's going to be a great all round um, festival. It's a one day festival. There's pound yoga, like pound workouts. It's called pound. <laughs> I've never heard of it before, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> it's really actually kind of funny, like fun to do because you're like hitting a drum while you're dancing. Okay. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, and then there's yoga and there's like um, wild remedies is going to be there with like different types of food and nourishing healthy food. So I'm doing numerology oh, nice. readings at that event um, on the 24th. And then 2024, I'm planning on hosting two retreats um, that are going to be around the NS intimate retreats. So there would never be more than like six people involved because there's an energetics in the intimacy when we're healing versus mm-hmm. the like wallet quantity I want quality conversation you so, have you based the six in that group around the number six heart well, center and I would be the okay. seventh right okay yeah so it's really methodically sort of thought out like this energy of harmony and balance and mm. love I want to keep that container with creation nice. and then I'm that seventh element which is that trust bringing in that like aspect of leap of faith in it so really looking at formulating those. And I'm hoping the two retreats will be local here in the Okanagan, one in Salmon Arm, one in Similkameen. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm just venue searching at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's Other exciting. Than that, I take one-on-one clients and I do readings all the time. Beautiful. Okay. So I'm going to make sure that we have all of your contact information in the description and, and any other, you know, I'm links that you've got once we get your yeah. information on there and in, in those spaces and places. And but, for the month of June, I'm offering mm-hmm. free 20 minute coffee chat conversations. We can talk all about numerology and it's like free 20 minutes. It's come get to know me, see if it's a good energetic work, but I'm offering that for the whole month of June. So. Amazing. Okay. Awesome. Well, we will um, make sure that everything is in the description. And when I say we, it's just really a one lady show over here. <laughs> um, it's me and I, and I, yeah. I'm not technologically advanced. You know, I've kind of joked. I'm like, we live in now a digital world and I'm still an analog. So <laughs> I love it. I'm uh, yeah, just the one lady show, but I'm going to make sure that everything is in the description for the listeners. And I'm just so excited and so grateful still, like I'm still feeling the excitement of learning so much about numerology from you and these systems that you're working with. And it makes me kind of want to do a dive into all of the other systems as well. And just out of curiosity, because, because the world is so multifaceted that, um, yeah, it opens, it opens up a little, I feel like a little portal for myself and I'm sure for many of the people that will be having a listen to this portal of culture. It's like, mm. I studied Latin American studies in university and no one could understand why I did that. And I didn't know really what I was going to do. And now I'm here working with these like ancient systems. I love working with the Toltec and the Mayan systems, Mm. way of belief systems that they have. Um, It really was some of the root of where I came for my healing was through um, Don Miguel Ruiz, the four Mm -hmm. agreements. Mm -hmm. That book changed everything for me and then really opened up everything that I had learned studying the Incan Incan culture and the Mayan culture. And then I started to see it in a different way. And it was really fascinating 
to be able to do that through numerology, giving me that insight of how long they've been working with it. It's so beautiful. I mean, even when you think about the four agreements, it's foundational, right? It is very much a foundational um, book and words to live by really. Um, Read it, everybody. I, you know, it's interesting. I had two copies and one of my kids took a copy and read it without, sometimes I buy, sometimes I'll buy an extra book. I, if you were to see my house, I have a library of books. I can imagine. I'm the same. I'm yeah. I'm such a nerd. And I don't always go through. I mean, I laughed when you were talking about, I don't always read the whole thing or I'll go through and I'll read some of it and then I'll let that land. Um, and so when people are like, have you read all of the books? I'm like, no, not all of them, but most of them I have at least cracked open and read, you know, several chapters or pieces or whatever. Um, I think that's a seven. Yeah, I really do. I really do believe that is the energetics of our seven. I have so many, my husband's like, how many books are you reading right now? I'm like, oh, like six. Yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% the same way. And it's, um, you know, and I often find what's going on. I'll, I'll end up having books land in my space. We talk, go back to like the synchronicity, but there's things that are, you know, moving through me. Like there's been a lot of stuff that has been transmitting through me with, um, water mm. and there's, I'm, you know, by no, by no stretch of the imagination of my own, the leading edge of anything, but this information is coming through. And then what's landing in my lap is this affirmation of what has been naturally just showing up for me and these yeah. inner knowings that I'm experiencing. And, and then somebody who's, you know, more sciencey than me has produced an affirmation of what I know I was knowing. Do you know what I mean? Like, love it. I know there what is. I know. Know what you and, know. and then somebody comes in and they're like, they affirm that I know what I know. Thank you. <laughs> yep. And that's the seven we had. There's an innate instinct of knowledge that we, what, that we get. And you probably as amplified as that queen of clubs, which is a three, by the way, mm. oh, okay. that, create, that creative knowledge that breaks down to the three. And so really understanding that innately is that you're creating all the time here opening up and once your channels open that seven lets that knowledge land and yeah. it's like well I kind of already knew that but cool now yeah. I can do it you know yeah. like yeah it's very it's very true and it's interesting because you you know going back to the three with that queen of of clubs did we say yeah the queen of yeah. clubs being a three and that's one of the ones that's not in in my your grid charm. but it is in my it is somewhere it is. in my my space so okay so I'm just gonna say to everybody out there you need you need to spend some time with Heather <laughs> Because now I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not sure why it's taken us so long to get together I and know. to have conversations because we've known each other, like, you know, a, like acquaintance wise for years now. Years. Um, but I just think that you embody so much of what you're teaching in a very heart centered way. And this is what thrills me about this platform um, of the podcast is that I get to have all of these amazing individuals come and share, I get to learn and you get to share with, you know, this little tiny piece of the World Wide web. Um, and, you know, so people can find these very hearts because that's my whole thing. It's like, as long as their heart, like I want to be sharing with people that are really heart centered, regardless of what system that they're working with. And also as we go through this process, learning about how intertwined it 
it all is and that we can learn our, about ourselves within these different layers of these different systems. But as long as they're leading us back to our soul so that we know what we know in our bones, that we're not, yes, the system is beautiful and it can give us information yes. that we can either, you know, we've, I talked about this with um, my beautiful friend, Michaela. I don't know if you know, Michaela Saunders, she does tea leaf readings. Mm, yes. One of the most, yeah. One of the most highly intuitive, beautiful souls. And you know, we, t- we talked about this, you know, whole heart centered, you know, coming back into those, those places and spaces where we, you know, know what we know and these systems that can, can give us the information. Yeah. But it's, it's whether it resonates with us or not, what feels true in our bodies and, and how, when we do a reading for someone, if it's not feeling that, if it's not bringing you back and making you feel like it's, it's feels good, or, you know, if it does feel uncomfortable, that's okay too, because there's information to be found there. And, and so, you know, the numerology is just another one of those layers and it doesn't, it may not always feel good and yummy. It may be uncomfortable, but there's always information there. So, you know, a numerological reading, a tea leaf reading, whatever you're doing, whether it feels like the information is exact or whether you feel like it's way off, if it's leading you back to you and understanding what you know to be true in your bones, then it's a value, right? There's a value there. You just totally wrapped it all up. It's a hundred (laughs) percent leading you back to what you know, Mm -hmm. what you feel. Yeah. Everything is meant to be felt in this universe. Mm -hmm. And when you're not feeling, I can tell you something too. Yeah. Right. That disconnect between the the felt sense and and the mind. So I'm so, so grateful, Heather. Thank you for sharing. Um, We've been, this is almost two hours. I know. know. I'm usually like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll set aside an hour and a half. It may not take that long. It may, you know, it depends (laughs) on, you know, depends on schedules and that kind of stuff too, but so much to talk about. And I just love, I just love how vast this, this area of, of practices and, um, and just the usefulness of it for people, um, is just, yeah, it's it's so beautiful. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and yourself with us today. And I can't wait to, um, to get this on the platform, I might actually sneak it in before Monday. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for yeah. having this platform for us to share this in the world. I've been trying to get on as many heart centered podcasts as possible, mm. um, because I, that I has to be aligned and you've been aligned for a while and it was, uh, meeting you again in person at the activate yourself where I was like, okay, that's it. Cameron and <laughs> need to be part of my world. Uh, so here we go. Yeah. yeah. So, so amazing. So I will make sure that everything is in the description for listeners. And like I said, I mean, Heather is, well, I mean, you've been able to tell through today, she's just a beautiful soul who radiates all of the goodness and the light and, um, but also not afraid of, of the, the gritty work. So it's the beautiful combination. So for now, I'm just going to say thank you to everybody for tuning in and um, I can't wait. I'm sure we'll be back at this again at some point with Heather and uh, sharing more about the world of numerology. And I don't know, maybe at some point we need to do a panel. 
with human design and numerology and some astrology and all of that. And we'll bring it in, but just tossing that out there, just tossing. So funny. You tossed that out there. I tossed that out there to Tamara the other day. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, great minds. As my mother would say, yeah. but okay. So for now I will sign off and just say thank you to everybody for tuning in and, um, all the links in the ways to support the podcast are going to be in the description below. And, um, and I'm just always so grateful for this place to sit and share. Um, so until next time. All right. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wide Range Podcast. I am always so grateful for the time that you share with me, for lending me your ears and your hearts. And I hope that you've enjoyed listening. Any of the links that have been mentioned within the episode will be written in the description below. And if you are loving the content of this podcast, then you're welcome to buy me a coffee. The link in the description below is available as well as the option of subscribing to the podcast itself, where you will be given access to subscription only content. You can also join me over on my YouTube channel, which is called the medicine of stillness, and you'll find practices of breath work, yoga nidra, alchemy sound, as well as the odd ASMR. There's also my Patreon. And this is a special account that is focused on heterosexual men who have experienced or are experiencing male performance anxiety. And this is where I use my practice as a clinical hypnotherapist to take men on a guided, very relaxing visual journey to reestablish connection with themselves and lovingly with their intimate partners. And so I hope that you will join me on one, if not all of these platforms. And until then, I am wishing you the very best that this day has to offer.